Coming up, Mario Cantone joins Ileana in just a minute. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, it's the I Blame Dennis Hopper podcast, starring Ileana Douglas. Eavesdrop with Ileana as she interviews Hollywood's most prominent players about filmmaking, acting, and what really happens on the set of your favorite flicks and TV shows. Why, hello everyone. Uh, it is Ileana Douglas. Welcome to the I Blame Dennis Hopper podcast. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Tamara Berg. Hi everybody, it's Ricola season. <laughs> Have you? I feel the weight has shifted. You know, I, I, I put on... I put on weight over the holidays, of course, because it's Thanksgiving, and yeah. there's two cameras, so if I look heavy, I've got two cameras. We blame they it say on the, the cameras. Cam- the camera adds five pounds, so I've got two cameras. I see three so. from where I am. So. Three cameras, so uh, that's wow. 15 pounds yeah. I'm putting on right now, but I will. I promise I will take it off. To me, the holidays are, are mainly about going home so I can get material uh, on yeah. my mom. Right? She's the best. Was it was it fruitful this year? Yes, we have. Do tell. She's always so great. Like, you know, if I was in the news, you know, this this year, you know, she is she's like, I'm so proud of your accomplishments this year and everything you've done. But why do you always have to tell people we're poor? (laughs) (laughs) And as she's saying that, you know, I'm holding up the refrigerator door and uh, that's that's stuck on with duct tape. Yeah, and the, mm-hmm. the, the toilet now doesn't have a handle. She's she's put some sort of piece of wire in it to to, to, <laughs> to flush it. Okay, and Mom. She still reuses the foil, although she hides it from me. Oh. That was like a childhood thing. We would have to reuse foil until it just crinkled like you Yeah, know, it starts glitter. to disintegrate. Yeah, exactly, like glitter. Be like glitter. And, uh, but, you know, now my nephew lives, you know, uh, with, you know, with my, with her and they, she made, you know, she makes some, she made us lunches. Mm -hmm. Now my mother, again, she denies she ever said this, but we were so poor that one day my mother yelled up to me, peanut butter or jelly. And she denies (laughs) saying that, but it's true. She said it. And they would, she would make these sandwiches. She'd make the peanut butter last for like a month. She'd put like a little dot of peanut butter in the middle, and the then, peanut butter flavored. Yeah, and then the 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 whole edge of it would all be dry and everything. Um, but my nephew gets these like uh, she get they get like takeout food for him, and I'm like actual. They've gotten so fancy. I know since actual, you've left. actual food for him. I'm. Uh, I'm comp- she buys <laughs> snacks for him. Like a snack for us would be a Triscuit, like a Triscuit cracker. Mm. I was so embarrassed Look at of you my lunch. Name brand crackers <laughs> as a child. Wow. Well, when I was growing up, it was cool to buy lunch. Like you wanted to oh, buy totally. lunch. Yeah. You didn't want to have a bagged lunch. No, it just meant you were lame. But um, but anyway, yeah, you we really were- wanted that frozen burrito reheated in a microwave from the yeah. cafeteria. Yeah. So we were home and uh, and that was fun and uh, and I get all the Academy movies and my my subscription to Variety all goes to my mom and she wow. reads Variety voraciously and she has a great relationship with a UPS guy. He comes and gives her all the Academy movies and signs for them and then. You know, we watch the movies together and we make all our, our, you see? our notes. Uh, we saw A Star is Born. Yes. And uh, I, uh, it was not what I expected. Okay. Um, after the big sort of hubbub of it, um, I'm going to say I'm still voting for the Judy Garland uh, version. <laughs> Luckily, Mario Cantone <laughs> is here. He will, will do. I still think that is, uh, is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And, um, what else? We watched a very obscure movie uh, with Maggie Gyllenhaal called The Kindergarten Teacher, which I thought was fantastic. And I saw Boy Erased with Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah. Love that. She's having a good year. And um, the other movie that I watched that I must talk about, my favorite holiday movie that I watch every year. I mean, some people watch it. It's a Wonderful Life. Every year I watch Scrooged. Nice. The, which is the Bill Murray movie. Yes. And it's an incredible movie. And for people who haven't seen it in a while, you really have to go back and see it. It's it's an incredible movie. And uh, it's one of my favorite Bill Murray uh, performances. And um, the script was written by um, 
Mitch Glazer, and oh. we, who we've been trying to get on the show. And yeah, he's gonna the be, elusive Mitch Glazer. That's right. Well, he's busy. He's busy working. <laughs> but they're going to be showing Scrooge at the New Beverly. Oh, nice. Around December nineteenth or twentieth, and I am most certainly going to be there because it'll be really fun to see it on the big screen. But anyway, it gave me an, uh, if you're going to watch it, I'd love to get some insight about it. And they were shooting it in New York city in the summer, which is incredibly oh, hot. Oh yeah. I love that. And he, they didn't have an ending. Yeah. And so they went, it was like in the deep of the summer, they, he sat in Michael O'Donnell's uh, apartment on 16th street and they tried to write something about Christmas and they were, they were racking their brains. And then they finally hit upon this, truth which is i think it's very true that in new york city on christmas eve it's the one day where suddenly everybody does treat each other really really well and that in that's a miracle you know that idea that there is one day and once they got that moment Mm -hmm. they knew they had the ending of the film because i so i thought that that's a really great insight into into the film um and whenever i meet people who are in the film like bobcat Mm-hmm. Goldwith and uh, Carol Kane is in the movie. Um, who else? Is I think Buddy Hackett is in the movie. Oh my god, I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah, you have to re-see it. Yeah, again. I will. I'm, I'm making a note with a little star by it. So, so mainly watch. when I'm seeing old movies, I, I do. I'll see a new movie, and I'm like, it's okay. But like, I always go back. I go back to the treasure trove of uh, a movie from my, you know, from my from past. Yes, and I did start the Christmas music. Nice, I did too. I did too. I have to do it. Yeah. What do you start with first? Oh, what's uh, your first Christmas no, album? I don't. Ha- I don't have one. I, ju- I put on like a random playlist. And you don't see go what like happens. Charlie Brown or I start oh, with that's Barbara. A good one. That is a good one. I start with Barbara. You know, Strait. probably like some, you know Nat King Cole. Probably. Nat King Cole is good. I'm going to get into this with Mario because there was an obscure album that I used to like that was put out by A&P. <laughs> Again, this would be... This the would grocery be, store. be something my mother would buy because yes. it was on sale for 99 cents yes. at A&P. And there's a Christmas song on it from... Um, if they, if in the booth they can maybe find it or something. It's Cary Grant. Nice. And he's singing. And he basically talks, sings. Sure. And he uh, he just says shalom kohifai choi he says all the chin chin skol and then in the background there's a chorus going ding dong ding oh my god how weird ding and that used to be my favorite uh, okay bad christmas uh music but anyway enough of that let's bring mario the preamble let's get to somebody that i'm obsessed with let's uh, do it in a good way it, the uh, his name. I'm going to give you his credits before he comes in. Our guest is an actor and a comedian. You know him from his work on Broadway, including a Tony nomination for his show Laugh Horror, which is astonishing. And I own a copy of it. Assassins and Love, Valor, Compassion. Uh, to his stand-up comedy, you got to go on YouTube and just Google Mario. You'll you'll go down a rabbit hole. And you'll go all the way back to his. TV show, Steampipe Alley, which we're going to talk about. His numerous TV appearances, including Sex in the City, Men in Trees, and Feature Films, Quiz Show, which we're going to talk about. It was barely in Quiz Show. Surfs up. The Aristocrats, please welcome, drumroll, Mario Cantone. Hello, Mario. This is so nice of you to do this. Well, I'm very happy to do it because it's you. And you are obsessed with me, so <laughs> I have to honor that. <laughs> first is that, of all, I've yes. never seen Scrooge. That's the first thing. How about that? Scrooge, Scrooge. You, you're going to die. You're going to love it. You will love my it. Favorite, my favorite. And how about they couldn't figure out the ending? I'm like, yeah. really? Uh, back to the source material. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. I, I. You know which one I love? I love Scrooge with Albert Finney, the musical that yes. Leslie Brickus wrote. Uh, yes, that's a good one, too. I, one and Leslie Brickus, I think you know it's it's hard enough to to develop a Broadway musical, but to do it for a film because you you can edit, but you put it on film and there it is. There's no workshopping it really. Yeah, you kind of you figure it out and you do it. You know, he did Billy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, and he did which yes. is one of my favorites. Ah, oh, the best. Uh, and Scrooge, and even even uh, it's not very good, but I was obsessed with it as a kid. Peter O'Toole and uh, the musical of Goodbye, Mr. Chips with. Yes. Uh, with 
Uh, Patria Clark when she was singing London is London. I love that. I love that. I, was, I had the album. Why would I be listening to no, the soundtrack believe me. of Goodbye, Mr. Chips, the musical as a kid? I was really. I was too. I was. I mean, that's why. Like, I don't know why we. That's why I was so mad. I was somehow stuck in Connecticut, and it's the same thing. I'd be listening to Nancy Wilson's Broadway hits, you know, and like not not relating to anyone my own age, you know. Oh, me neither. I was the only person. I was, you know, in my living room in Stone, Massachusetts, listening to the original Broadway cast recording of Applause with Lauren Bacall, which was based on all about. And you know, she, you know, she, she, uh, Lauren Bacall. I knew Lauren Bacall a little bit, and I was obsessed with her. Yeah, and um, and I, I used to, and I used to go, to, I go to this Christmas party every year. When she was alive, she was there, and I would sit at her feet and ask oh. her questions, oh, and because you know, if you're around someone like that. You need to ask the question. Oh, thank you. you. Of course. You need. You know what I mean. I yes. Mean, I love, there's, a, there's a whole thing about Shirley MacLaine when she was doing In Her Shoes with uh, with uh, um, Tony Collette and uh, mm. Cameron Diaz, and she was she was she was printed in the New York Times, and she was quoted as saying, "These girls don't care that it's Aww. me. If I was with me, I would ask questions about my career <laughs> and my life. They don't care about shit." You know, it's like it's all Justin. She just cares about dodging the paparazzi with Justin Timberland. She actually said Timberland, <laughs> which was my. <laughs> she did it on. And she said, it, 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 "But it's true." Jane yeah. Fonda said it. It's better to be interested than be interesting, and yes. I really believe that. Oh, ask the questions because these kids don't give a crap. They don't care anymore. No one cares. You have to explain everything. I just did a, a month long uh, wor- workshop of this new musical that's Broadway bound. It's, it was fantastic, and you know, incredibly talented kids. But they they know nothing. <laughs> they know they don't know who, who anybody is. You have yeah. to explain who people were like ten years ago. It's really horrifying. I and know. It's upsetting. It, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm like you. Every movie is just an excuse of like, how long is it going to be before I'm going to ask them about, you know, some movie? My very quick. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, you've I, worked with millions of people. You've worked with everybody. You 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 ask the questions. I'm sure you're interested. And, you know, you, look who, you know, you're Melvin Douglas. Yeah. Hello, who is he? I know. <laughs> Do you have to explain that shit? <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> When I met uh, Lauren Bacall, uh, she was in California. When I met Lauren Bacall, I had, I know, I love it. Do her jump in anytime. First of all, the first, the first time I met her, it was at the inauguration, second inauguration of Bill Clinton. And I was in this celebrity contingency, which is already insane. It's like the whole reason I got in show business. I was on a bus with like... Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, uh, Sidney Poitier, <laughs> Lauren Bacall, Gina Davis, and me. You know, I'm like Zaylig. Like, how did she get here? But I, we went into a ladies' room. So all the girls had to use the ladies' room. And Lauren Bacall went up to this woman. She was wearing a fur coat. She goes, get rid of the fur, honey. It's out. It's out. I took all of mine to goodwill. It's out. You know? So that was like, that was Lauren Bacall. I met her at a Broadway benefit first called Nothing Like a Dame, which was for the mm. Phyllis Newman's uh, Women's yes. Health Initiative, which was part that. of Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. And I was at John's Pizzeria with her, pictures of us in the booth of her caressing my face. And we just hung out all night. And I was talking to her about Harry Guadino that she did Woman of the Year with. Yes. The and she was like, oh, Harry. I was <laughs> like, I said, I said, Harry, I said, I said it, did, did he die? She went, did he die? He's dead. <laughs> Like, what? And this, this one story she told me that I unfortunately cannot tell because, but it was the best one. Oh, uh, it was had to. It had to do with uh, when she was making um, um, the, the what is it? The, the, the mirror has two faces. Is that what it was? Yes, with, with the Barbara Streisand movie. Yes, the one that she was robbed the Oscar for. Yes, why yeah. was she robbed? It's not oh, she was robbed. She, yeah, she was robbed. it's because she moved to New York and she's so not Hollywood anymore. She didn't care, but she was gruff. She was she was gruff even when she was complimenting you, and that's what I loved about her. Oh and my she, god, I know. I I, I listen to applause all the time. Like I was obsessed with that show. When she was she was like, I feel twitchy, I'm bitchy, I'm manic, 
Common, collective, and choking with back but alive. That's the thing, but alive! She was magnificent. What a voice. Did you think, like I did, that that would be... I read all these celebrity... Like, my life was... I, all I did was read, like, Ruth Gordon books mm. and... I read all these books and I sort of thought, well, that's what your life is going to be. You're going to do this and you're going to go to Hollywood. And then when you're older, you'll be in a Broadway show and uh, like Lauren Bacall. Like I believed all this stuff that I read. Did you have that same kind of feeling, even though it was well, unrealistic? I, believe, or? Well, I came up, You've I done came it. up as an openly gay homosexual in the 80s and 90s. So I was a leper <laughs> and you just didn't get work. You you didn't, you know, I mean, even at the beginning of my stand-up career, like in the 80s, I didn't say I was gay on stage, but you certainly knew, and I didn't lie. I right. didn't talk about my blind dates with women either. <laughs> so, but then, you know, gradually I was like, okay, I mean, but I still didn't do a lot of stuff about my personal life because, and I, and I didn't want to be, you know, the fat comedian that just did fat jokes. I, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about things that were... I don't know, I guess as original as they could be and do my impressions and blah, blah, blah. Yes. So, you know, it was, it was, it was a tough thing, you know, and now I'm the old homosexual, so it's kind of over, but you know, it, it, it's, um, it, it wasn't, I'm not satisfied. I was never satisfied, but you know, you read, did you read American Prince, Tony Curtis's autobiography? Oh, which is no, fucking I magnificent. missed that one. Which, it's magnificent. Magnif- You've got to read it. Okay. It sounds like him and it's so good. But another one, what a big star he was. Not satisfied. Never satisfied. Wow. Not satisfied with any of them. Didn't feel like he got what he wanted. And it was fascinating. And then his book about the making of Some Like It Hot yeah. is the most brilliant uh, psychological dissection of Marilyn Monroe you'd ever want to read. It's wow. quite fascinating. Really fascinating. Okay. It's a, those two books are great. They oh. really are. But... Um, uh, Thanks for the Laura McCall talked. Did you read Laura McCall's biography? Yes, I by have. myself. Yes, yes. That's yes. right. I'm by myself. Now leave me alone. That's what I like. <laughs> but an alcoholic, they just love to drink. <laughs> okay, she, uh, I want to go back. I, I want. I want to go back. I want to go back and say. So you're back in Massachusetts. Do you remember the first movie you saw and who took you to see it? I, my sister, Marion, I think, she just passed away in March. She was 74. She had cancer. She's the reason why I became an actor, because she mm. was at Emerson College in Boston, and she, which is where I graduated from, too. And she, um, you know, she was acting, and she was an actor. She did cabaret, musical comedy in, in New York at Reno Sweeney's and the grand finale and When We Win and all those old gray cabaret rooms that are no longer in existence. But... Um, mm. So I, you know, looked up to her and wanted to do that. Uh, but she, uh, she probably took me to see, I guess it had to be Mary Poppins with Julie mm-hmm. Andrews. Mm-hmm. And this new one better be good because I will friggin' kill somebody. <laughs> I don't better- know. I don't know. I just saw Star is Born. It, I did too. I do too. And, you know, I did like it. Look, I'm the only homosexual that is not a Lady, Ga- Lady Gaga fan. I think she's got a great set of pipes. Yeah. I don't like the music that she records. I don't I don't care about her hair or poker face. I don't care. But the music she wrote for this movie and the way she sang it, that's the stuff I want to hear her sing. Mm. And it was, I thought it was, I thought the musical stuff was magnificent. Yes. I thought it was good. I thought the last 15 minutes, mm, except for the last song, which was great. I didn't like the way the suicide was handled. Um, and Spoiler of course, alert. there's no comparison. Yeah. It's the Judy Garland one. It's the best one, even though according to Ben Mankiewicz, who I love and adore, but want to slap in the face sometimes. Yes. Loves the Janet Gaynor one better. And we constantly fight about it on Twitter. Yeah. he's. <laughs> but uh, I think he's wrong. Although he I... Like, I don't think he likes musicals. I can't, you know, I'm, I, I'm obsessed with him. You know, I yeah. like love him. We, I, I, we text and we've talked and, I love that. We were supposed well, to get together in New York. Yeah. But, uh, oh, he was like, I I told my wife I was going to, you know, get in touch with you. And I just felt uncomfortable about it because I thought, you know, I was we were just Twitter friends. I was like, no. I was like, call me. I would love to go out. I, I, I want to take him to his first Broadway show, which he's already seen his first Broadway show. And no offense to Bruce Springsteen. I love him. But that's not a, a Broadway, Broadway show. show. That is. That's he, right. That, that Wait a minute. One and only Broadway show he's ever seen. I said, you're going to lose your job. Ben has never seen a Broadway show. That's insane. Bruce Springsteen. 
That was his Broadway show. That's the first one he's ever seen. I was like, you are a Mankiewicz. Do not say that in public, even though I've just done it for him. <laughs> but I love, I've, you know, I love him. You know what I love about him, too? He, and I love Robert Osborne, too. Yeah. But I, when Ben talks, first of all, he's funny. You can yes. see the yeah. edge there. He has to hold himself back. Yes. And he just talks to you. You really feel like he's talking to you. I know he's not. He's right. a good actor, I guess. But he really talks to you. He talks to you. And yes. I think that's just, I, I, I love him. I do. But, you know, he's a sports, he's a guy. He's like a real guy. You know, he's like sports. If, he, if, he, if someone said to him, okay, you're going to watch the World Series or, you know, uh, All About Eve, he'd be like, the hell with that homo shit. I'm going to watch the World Series. I'm just telling. No, he wouldn't say that. But, you know, he likes sports. Yes. He likes the, yes. the game. But he comes to New York and he invited me to an event that I was out of town for. It was a TCM event, and I, I couldn't go when he was in New York. I just love him. I could, could go on and on about him. That's all. I love you, Ben Mankwitz. I really do. Uh, the, uh, well, I can't, well be- I can't believe you've never uh, did. You know, we, we, you'd be perfect for the TCM cruise. I don't want to talk about this. I will, I will go down a rabbit hole. We, I should. We were, you know what? They were afraid to have a host on that because they know, especially as a regular host, which I think I should be. <laughs> but I know how to rein you know, when I have to, but you know, I think they're either afraid of my, and I'm not really a film historian. So, you know, mm. um, but I know plenty about it, Yeah. Uh, but I would love to, and I we talked, I talked to some woman there. I don't think she's there anymore, but about doing some spotlight thing. And then they never did it. And that she, I was going to do the festival at one point and be involved in that. And then I never did that. So TCM, get off your ass and call me because I would do anything for you. And I don't <laughs> want to do anything. I'm a, I'm the laziest man in show business. I am. <laughs> you don't seem like it. lazy. The oh, I'm the laziest. I, I I go for months to not work and not working, and then I get really? a chunk, you know. And then I was very busy the last three months. I went from nothing to like Zoom. It was horrifying, and I did it. And I did an episode of a Netflix series. I did this musical for a month and a couple of other readings. For Neil Simon's wife, Elaine Joyce, um, um, it's, it's for, 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 for some other possible things. But, you know, I, 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 I'm okay. I'm not, my husband's a workaholic. Uh-huh. I am not. You're not, but you're in the, you're, li- you're living in New York. You like, you're in the pocket of Broadway. When I, I've only, I only yeah. made it to off Broadway, but once you've been on Broadway, I mean, you can walk into, you know, Sardis or any of these places and, and everyone's yeah, yeah. super nice to you. Hey, Joe Allen. Yes, Joe you, Allen. Can. you can do that. Well, look, I, that's the, the only reason why I love being famous and poor and poor and famous. I call myself <laughs> is because, you know, I could call a restaurant and go, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm such, I have such entitlement issues. It's appalling. I think I'm a much bigger star than I am and I'm not. Um, I know the reality of it, but I don't act that way. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I have, I'm, I'm, I do what I want to do. I say no to a lot of things, mostly reality show stuff. I just mm. won't do it. I would rather bake scones and sell it to the young children in the neighborhood that I live in than do a reality show. And I get off of them all the time. Yeah. And well, I just say no. It's interesting because I think that uh, you've had a very interesting career. As I said, like I really, when I saw Laugh Whore, that's when I kind of discovered you, even though I was like, I sort of know yeah. this guy, but I don't really know where I know him from. But do you find that it, that it, your own work defines you so well and is so good and so funny that then is it hard to then, when you're doing a project, I'm not putting down Sex and the City, but when you're doing a project and you like you said, you have to dial it down. Is that hard? No, you do. And, you know, I, look, Sex and you're the City. You're more interesting the than map. the parts you play is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I agree. Well, and also Sex and the City, it, it was a great part, but it was just splashes of gayness. It was a couple of minutes of me here and there, and that's it. Luckily, though, I did the last four seasons, and I got to do both films, which, you know, mm-hmm. and supposedly in the last film, which I never read the script for, but I had, like, a huge storyline. Me and Willie, um, who plays Stanford, had a big, big storyline, like the most we've ever had. Um, I, you know, and the, also the reason being is, for Sex and the City, is I was lucky to be on it. I mean, Michael Patrick King, I knew who directed and created most of it. He knew me as a stand-up in the 80s at the Improv. We we were very, very close back then. And uh, he always loved what I did. And he always kind of came to get me. And um, the thing was is that 
if you weren't having sex in the storyline with one of those girls, <laughs> there was no room for as a man on that show. You had four leading ladies. You had to do four storylines. That's a lot to handle as a writer for him. Um, and and there was already a homosexual role on it. There was already a gay role, which right. really was Stanford from season one. So the fact that I did that one episode and it became this thing and I, it just steamrolled. I only did did 12 episodes. It wasn't a lot. It's like Paul Lind and Bewitched. He only did 17 episodes. <laughs> but you feel like he was in every... You know. But I, I, I only did 12 episodes. I, and, and then I got to do both movies. So Michael just included me as much as he possibly could. But that being said, for me, you know, yeah, it's just a few minutes here and there. There's nothing really rich about it. He wrote a pilot called A Man's World for NBC in 2011 that with Don Johnson and me that was wonderful. And, and unfortunately, it didn't get picked up. It almost did, and then it didn't. Um, but he wrote me this amazing role, and it was just deep and rich and glorious. And Don Johnson was magnificent. And um, it never got, you know, it never got shown. So I've had my shots, and I've had a lot of bad luck in this bit. I've had a lot of bad luck. I've had a lot of things fall apart. Things just fall apart. But I don't care. I mean, I care, but I, I don't let it ruin me. I don't, I don't really, I don't. I just keep going. I got my husband, been with him for 27 years. He's a, he's a workaholic. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm glad somebody, because you need to keep it going because I'm done. My drive is dead. <laughs> dead. Dead drive. <laughs> I, uh, so, but, now what is the story? Because I honestly don't know. Is that I always heard the story that you had turned down the producers. But what is the, is that yeah. true? Well, yeah, you know, I, I did I did let him in the night that, and I knew Nathan Lane very, very well, and I love him. I replaced him in Love, Valor, Compassion, my first Broadway show. Who is, again, somebody Burke. I'm obsessed with, one of the most talented, just beyond, beyond, oh, beyond talented. I, I, I bitch slap him, he's so talented. And he's got a photographic memory, it's insane. Mm. He just does things and... Yeah, uh, yeah, he pisses me off. Um, <laughs> but he's just brilliant, and I love him to death. And on anyway, um, I replaced him... And um, uh, I did Letterman the night that uh, Nathan hosted it when Letterman had his his heart open heart surgery. So and he had different guest hosts. So Nathan said, "I want you to be my comedian." So I had a, I had to follow Mel Brooks and Nathan Lane, which was terrifying. But it went really well, and Mel really liked me, and he he offered me the role of Carmen Gia and the producer. So I was like, okay. Great. You know, I was thrilled. Are you kidding me? I was jumping. So I did the workshop and it went very well. And, you know, you go into negotiations always make me ill. They make me sick. I get sick during them and they freak me out, especially when it's a Broadway show. You know, you're going to be doing this eight times a week. Yeah. So they put it to me and um, and actually Mel came to see me in an off Broadway show, went out to dinner with him. We talked a lot. He, I just love him. And he still loves me and doesn't resent the fact that I didn't do it because Roger, Roger Bart did it and did it brilliantly. Um, but he offered it to me and I they wanted a year and I couldn't give him a year. I could only do six months because I had to leave to do Assassins with which I did on Broadway, but that was in 2001. So uh, they just w- they wanted me for a year, which was ridiculous because I know so many Broadway friends that get six month contracts. It made no sense. I was not going to make or break that show. It was all about Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick, who were mm-hmm. tremendous in it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and you don't know who's telling the truth. It's like you know, it's like if I had called you. I said it to the director, would, yeah. if I said I would have done six months, would you have accepted that? And she said, yes. And you don't know who's mm, that's true. saying what, what the truth is. So you just go, okay. So it didn't happen. Then Assassins, this was 2001. So uh, September 11th comes, 2001, and Assassins gets canceled because of the role I was playing, which was Sam Bike or Bick, as they say in a play. Um who tried to hijack a plane and crash it into the White House to kill Nixon. He never got it off the ground, and they shot him in the cockpit, but he did get over the gate into the plane. So that was the role I was playing. So they canceled it because of that, wow. the, yeah. that whole thing that happened because of 9-11. So I could have done, I could have done, I could have done mm. uh, the producers. The producers. But at that period, also in time, I was doing a lot of Sex in the Cities. Yeah. And they were very sporadic and kind of on the fly. They call you, you go and do it. And when you're a middling name, producers don't let you out of a Broadway show to do go do an episode of a, of a television show. They just don't. Yes. They just don't. Um, so I would have missed out on all of that. Mm. So that's that. That's that's the story of the producers. I'm, fa- um, yeah, I'm fascinated. I just and then I also was... turned down the Lion King. The Lion King was something I also turned down because I wasn't going to paint my face green and strap a puppet on my ass and sing <laughs> Hakuna Matata. 
<laughs> now that story I know because you tell it in one of your act in your in your yeah, show. Yeah, it's in my book. Yeah. Do you find? I knew you knew it. I just want to die. I want to digress because uh, I I know I, I mean. I just don't know if people understand how funny you are. I constantly, you know, who the other person I talk about all the time is George Lopez, oh. the old fashioned, oh. old fashioned comedy work of storytelling, which is what yeah, I grew up with. People hilarious. like Robert Klein, he's brilliant. Who he's tells funny. Robert Klein? Robert Klein was the reason why I became a comedian. Oh, really? I love Robert Klein. When he and I know him, and we've hung out a little bit here and there, and I love him. And he's the reason why I became a comedian. It was his albums. It was his album, Mind Over Matter, mm-hmm. um, and then Child of the Fifties. I, 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 he was the thing, and Lily Tomlin was the other one, and Craig Russell was the other one. Do you know uh-huh. who Craig Russell? I was? do know who Craig Russell is. Yes, I was. I'm supposed to try to try to get a play about him done, but it's been years, and uh-huh. we've tried, and it didn't happen. But it was a great play about his life, that, and I played him. But he was a big influence, and I, yeah. I never did. I did a lot of female impersonations, but I never did the drag because I, I don't like props and extra things. I yeah. just want to do it. I don't think you it's need just, to. You know, so I eat the Lion King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you did know, you? I, just, I don't like the shit. And when and when did you first start doing the movie? I mean, you do you run the gamut of your impressions, but mm-hmm. when when did you first know that you could do like the Judy Liza trio? Well, the Judy, yes. The Judy, it took a long time to actually do on stage because I was like, look, I'm doing Betty Davis and doing Julia Child. I'm gay enough and my career is over as it is. So, <laughs> you know, just shut up. Don't do Judy Garland. And then my friend Louis Ferranda, who was the talent coordinator at Catch a Rising Star, was like, just go do Judy. And I would get up and I would do her. So that and Liza came a little later. Liza actually came after Judy. I didn't do Liza Minnelli until I met her. And that's when I went, oh, this is what it is. And. It just kind of clicked. That's what I. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I you got the nuances the the way she talks about her dad and it was so much like that movie that's entertainment. Like I still watch that movie, and I remember growing up and seeing that's entertainment. And we always didn't you always think like oh well there's Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly but there'll be people that are better than them that will follow these people. And as you watch oh. the movie now, you go no, it, uh, there weren't. That was it. Those were. I think- I have to tell you the truth. I think when I watched that, I as a kid, I was just like, there's nobody this good anymore. I was saying it back then. I was jaded at 12. <laughs> yeah. There's nobody this good. No. I mean, I mean, yeah. And then, yeah, there, you know, I mean, I, I thought Liza Minnelli was that good. Um, I mean, she's, her mother was the greatest. But, you know, I, I thought Liza Minnelli was that good. And... There, there's certain people that, uh, you know, this Meryl Streep and uh, this Robert De Niro, as you know, and, uh, you know, there's, you know, one of my favorite movies is what? And it, the one that Mr. Scorsese is always apologizing for. Um, and I know how messed up they all were during it, too, because I've read all about it. But it's New York, New York. Oh. I think it's gorgeous, gorgeous. When we met, it's, yeah, when we met, I was I used to tease Marty. I said, you know, it's so funny that we're dating because I was actually obsessed more with Liza Minnelli than with you. I love New York. I mean, I used to love that movie. I, it's a great movie, and yeah. I love that they re-released it with, you know, because they cut it before the they added. released it originally, and they they released it with happy endings and a few other scenes. Yeah, and happy and yes, this it's a little flawed here and there, but us. mostly it's gorgeous, and the fact that he. You know, had had um, Boris Levin design those mm-hmm. sets, uh, and and it, it, it was Boris Levin. Am I right about yes, that? Yes, yes. Who did? Yeah, yeah it was Boris yeah, Levin. And, 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 yeah, and, and just the, the 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 darkness of the story juxtaposed up against the those nineteen forty fake sets, those trees and the fake snow, and uh, it, it's and and and. and Mr. De Niro was never more beautiful in a motion picture. I mean, he is so glamorous and beautiful, and he plays jealousy from zero to a hundred. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable, and it's the best. I think she's even better in that than she is in Cabaret because Cabaret is a very decadent role, and yeah, fingernails, and she's doing things, and she's you know, and and she's great in that. Yeah, but she kind of plays a normal singer. And it um, ends with New York. You know, it so ends sing- with New York. And New York, New York. And, and, 
It's great. Well, now we're going to, we, we, in addition to watching Scrooge, you make me want to see, you know, I actually saw the movie when it first came out. I remember going to see it and then literally a week later seeing it with, with a cut. It's going, wait a minute. With a cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, they cut it. They, so, they, they cut that thing up. I, I think I saw it a few weeks later when it was cut. So I didn't see it until they re-released it. And I remember when it was re-released, it got like much better reviews with uh, the uncut version did. It's just, it's, it's so good. And that happy album. ending sequence is, st- is stunning. I, I love that movie. I love it. And I think, I mean, I don't know. I asked Miss Minnelli one time, I mm-hmm. said, who is it based on? Do you know who? And she said, um, I think it's based on Pappy and his wife. Pappy was my drummer. And it was actually her, her mother's drummer also. Um, at, um, Bill, Bill Lavornia. They called him Pappy. So uh, that's, she said it was, but that I heard it was based on a little bit of uh, Doris Day. Yes. She was always involved with some musician that used to beat the crap out of her when she was young. Mm. Marty and told stole me, her money. Yeah, Marty told me it was based a lot on Doris Day. <laughs> It is, right? That's See, what, that's I what, wasn't talking out of my ass. I knew no, it. You I weren't. know. You were right. You were right. Defying me. <laughs> defying me when I say that. People are defying me. <laughs> uh, what else do you want to talk about? I Here, will, let me give you my back. I, the, um, I'm trying. I, you, uh, like I, are a fan of the Christmas music albums, aren't you? Did you? Yes. Uh, they're the best, aren't? Do you like the crazy? Do you yeah. know? I'm going to go so obscure with the Cary Grant. Do you yeah. know about the A and P? Yeah, I know. I, I don't know that A and P. Oh my God, you're going <laughs> to record Cary Grant? No. <laughs> what does he sing? What does he speak sing? He speaks sings. He there's a all I know is there's a chorus in the background going ding dong ding, and he's going like greetings this holiday and then all he does is say and i my friends i used to always joke like what did they have him in the studio for 10 minutes and he was like i refuse to sing a christmas song i'll just say a few cheery things and then but he says shalom and go he fight joy and have a good year look how inclusive he was he'd be perfect for today's stars he really would be he's perfect I love Cary Grant. He was beautiful and great and yes. brilliant. I, his his biography. It wasn't an autobiography, but he Mark Elliott wrote a really good biography about him. And you really feel like you're there. The history and just the period of time uh, that he talks about in the 30s and the 40s and where he came from. It's a great. It's a great book. I like Cary Grant. As far, well, but as far as Christmas music goes, um, who do I like? Um, I, I like. Um, I lo- I love Ellis Ellis. Christmas album, Ella Fitzgerald. That's very good. I love, I love Frank Sinatra's "A Swing in Christmas" is pretty great. He's great. Um, and what did you think of? Uh, I'm setting you up here with your Bob Dylan, your uh, your Bob your your Bob Dylan. There it is. There's the "A Very Merry Christmas" yeah. album. Yeah. Uh, she oh found it. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I, but I heard when you, I heard it, I couldn't believe. I heard you doing Bob Dylan's Christmas. It was pretty wacky, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was because he, you know, it's beautifully orchestrated and there's, you know, French horns and harps and angels singing back up. And then he's like, I couldn't believe it. Oh, my God. What? Do you hear what I hear? Apparently not. <laughs> what would, uh, can you do uh, Shelley Winters doing a Christmas album? I, uh, what, I can't sing, but I used, I used to look like Meryl. But I gave her my look. That's, I, I gave Meryl but wrote my look. I did. Bob De Niro, Al Pacino. That's all she... Well, my friends, we had Thanksgiving together. <laughs> when I was... Oh, you're the best. Keep going. What? 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 Eliana, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the hell you are. Eliana Douglas? I knew. I knew Melvin, but who the hell are you? <laughs> you were in the tenant with my uh, with Melvin, actually. 
right, Polanski film. I've never seen that movie. Is it good? It's scary, right? It's oh weird god, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. But uh, yeah, when we I were on uh, when we were on the set of Goodfellas, uh, Marty would always ask me to do. I do do a terrible Shelley Winters, but you got it. You nailed it. It's just why like, don't you? I want it. I'll be the judge of that. Let me hear it. I used to. It was the same thing. She would always touch her pearls. She'd go on the talk show and like <laughs> rubber. <laughs> She would. She would always do this. <laughs> like these enormous. I, I taught Marilyn to be sexy. And I, you know, the same thing. And I taught Bobby. And Bobby, we were at the studio. And Bobby and I, it was the same thing. She would just. So because De Niro was there, they would always, Marty would say, do your Shelly for Robert De Niro, which was like much scarier than anything I had to do in Cape Fear. But he was a really good laugher. They all were. They would all, you know. They would health, all... my oh, they found Cary Grant. And here's to you. Yeah. Chin chin, my friend. <laughs> and Dean Skull, too. <laughs> A Lotusante. It's only like two minutes long. Um, well, I'll send it to you, really, Mark. That's, that's a close second to William Shatner's album. It yeah, is. it is. That's the. Uh, but uh, but no, she and she would always talk about when she was beautiful, you know. But she was listen. She was with Tony Franciosa and Vittorio Gossman. She, I mean, oh, I said I, I sat with everybody. <laughs> Tony Franciosa. <laughs> Burt Lancaster. She was with Burt Lancaster. I, I had sex with him. Kirk Douglas. <laughs> I, Tony Curtis rejected me. He hated me. He said I was a liar. Not true. <laughs> the, uh... But I just sex with everybody. Laura McCall, Churchill. She had a very large penis. <laughs> <laughs> Is there... Um... Who, what what are some of the movie like the is there anyone obscure that you like in the movies like I always you know Marty is obsessed with an actor named Dan Durier do you know, do you know who Dan Durier was he always played bad guys I like Wendell Corey I mean are there weird character actors that you like or, yeah uh, let's see uh, well um, that's a good question. Uh, See, now that you put me on the spot, I'm like, who? I don't know. Yeah, I, I bet. Well, I liked oh, um, Anne Revere. Yes, Anne Revere. Is that's that a, a good one. I, did. I liked her. I thought she was, she played, yeah, I liked her a lot. Um, who was the, who was the, um, um, the woman that, and I liked Marjorie Maine. I thought she was mm-hmm. pretty, uh, who else did I liked? Who, who played Mrs. Danvers? and Rebecca. Oh, that was uh, Judith Anderson. I love Come to the Window, my. That was she was a good Don't one. go in the room. I loved her. I thought she was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked her. Yeah, this uh, this uh, and I there's that there's that guy in the gangster movies I'm forgetting his name. Al, Al, what was his name? Alan something. See, this is why I never worked for TCM because I I'm, I'm not good on the on the on the on the fly. With but the they would have the but, they would have um, the prompter there. But I miss um I miss so, so when everything's written. I know all about it. <laughs> I know all about the greasy wheels of that company. Um, <laughs> but you could do all of those. The uh, well, you've mentioned meeting uh, Lauren Bacall. I know I'm supposed to be wrapping up yeah. here, but I can't. It's too much fun no, to talk to you. We saw a little more time. I was a guest program. I was a guest programmer on TCM once with with Mr. Osborne, and he made me do my Judy Garland for him, which was which was pretty cool. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, what were you saying? What were you saying? I was say, I was going to lead to my next thing, which was you know we I interviewed uh, Rich Little on the show. You know he's in God. this he's in this documentary, which is about the making of. Uh, which really, I forgot to mention this one that I saw. Very interesting about Orson Welles making this movie called The Other Side of the Wind, yeah. and he, he had. Cat- I, I know. Did you watch the movie itself yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. I'm about to. Have you seen it? Gonna, I've got to see both of them. There's so much stuff I have to watch. I can't take it anymore. It's too much stuff, too much content. Yeah, there is. Uh, There's a lot. That's why I always go back to the, I go back to the, you know, to the classics, the ones I want to. I got, yeah. yeah I, I want to ask you a question. Sure, honey. Go ahead. Did you have fun with Carol Burnett? Oh, my God. I mean, she's, like, again, I idolized her. Awesome. I know. That's awesome. 
when we were when I was interviewing her again, you know, people were looking at me like, as I'm saying, well, in 1959, I mean, that means Judy Holiday was doing, you know, this and uh, Ethel Merman was here. People are looking at me like, how do you know all this stuff? I was like, I've spent my life like waiting. You know, no. it's the, because it was like she was on Broadway at the same time the Gypsy and, mm. you know, worked with Jack Parr and got her start. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry, not Jack Parr. What am I saying? The I'm now I'm blanking. Uh, uh, Gary um, Gary Owen. What was his name? Gary Owen. Who was it? Say that again. Gary Owen. Gary. No, Gary. No, but the not Gary Owens. It was uh, the oh, God. This is ridiculous. Let's see what happens when you get older. It's freaking awful. Um, uh, <laughs> Gary. It, it was Moore. that Gary sh- Moore. The, the sketch. They just comedy. Gary Moore. That's the Gary that's, Moore. That's finally, it. but when you. <laughs> When you mentioned, yes. I found this very interesting. When what? you mentioned, we were talking about Madeline Kahn, who I knew a little bit and just oh, you did. thought she was the most. Yeah, I yeah. did. A, I did a workshop of a musical, uh, a Jerry Herman musical called Dear World. And it was with Cheetah Rivera, um, Madeline Kahn, Michael C. Hall, Audra McDonald, Alfred Molina. And I played the deaf mute. That's how bad I wanted to be in the room. Um <laughs> And I just would sit down next to her and be like, hi, genius. And I just, and she told me she was originally from Revere, Massachusetts, which was where my cousin was killed in 1979 because he was in the mafia. And um, it, 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 like, I was like, she was like, I'm from a little town. You won't know it in Massachusetts. I said, what? She said, Revere. I was like, Revere? She goes, but I only lived there for four years. And then we moved to New York because my mother wanted to be an actress and she never made it. And Miss Khan did make it. Yeah. But, uh, and, and I just, I was I, and then after she passed away, I remember calling her, just invited her to see me headline at Caroline's, and she, I think she was ill at the time, but she was so sweet. And and then afterwards, every year at Caroline's, they did this this um, the ovarian cancer um, benefit uh, in her name, and I would do it every year. And her husband John would ask me to do it, and he's such a lovely guy. But I I, I loved Madeline Kahn. But anyway, when you were talking about, I always go off. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You mentioned that she was fired from MAME because Lucy, you know, didn't want another beautiful redhead on the set. Yeah. And uh, and that's true. And Carol probably knew that, but she seemed very taken back. <laughs> and, like, she kind of shut down about it because she loved Lucy. Yeah. Um, they were very close. Um, but it was just... Yeah, yeah. A really interesting, uncomfortable moment that <laughs> between you two. Well, you always have to go for it in, your, in my folksy oh, way. Shit. You know, you always have to, you know. It was interesting when I was interviewing Jane Fonda. I, was, I, mentioned, I, was, I mentioned Sidney Pollack and same thing, this weird stare. And I was like, why does she not want to talk about Sidney Pollack? But, uh, but I went back, you know, you go to the well, you try to, you know, get as, as many you know, stories as, as possible. But I, I, somebody like Carol Burnett, I mean, she's so influential. And again, you know, it sounds corny, but triple threat. She's a triple threat. Brilliant. Brilliant. Terrific. Great singer too, even though she never thought she was, but she really was. I mean, she, she does a version of I'm still here from Follies when they did that benefit concert in the eighties and she kills it. Kills it. She does it's my a, favorite version. She does a great version. I mentioned it of the uh, not getting married, which is really where she acts it out, and it's very funny. Wow. Um, she, I saw her uh, at the Metropolitan Opera when I did a benefit where she came out and sang. It was one of the very first AIDS benefits in the eighties, and she came out and sang in the mean in the meanwhile. Mm-hmm. Well, unbelievable. She was she was she was great. She's she really was, great. And she's uh, also a wonderful I, I, actor. I also like Michael McDonald's Christmas album. That's the other Christmas album I like. <laughs> okay. And Peggy Lee's. Oh, what is I, love Lee. I love Peggy Lee. Peggy Lee's another one going back to Doris Day that had kind of a rough, you know. Oh, God. Yeah. All those girl she, singers. You know, I remember. Yeah, they, they, all, uh, all, all the, the girls that traveled with those bands. It was like, you know. Rosemary Clooney. They, was, they, they, it was tough for them. You know, tough. I bet existence. it was the only girl there, and they were around all these, you know, horny men with horns on buses. <laughs> horny men with horns. <laughs> is that the name of your next show? Horny men with horns. It is. No, I, you know, the new one man show is ready to go. It's been ready since 2012, and I've 
had producers and then it falls apart and then you get other producers. Now I have some other producers trying to raise money and I'm just waiting for this one to fall apart too. And, and then there's the, the daunting task of actually doing it. And night after point, night. It's exhausting because I'm doing a musical pretty much. I mean this, and this one is heavy on the music. I mean, it's a lot of, a lot more of the same thing, but all new material and yes. And, uh, but it's a lot of music and, you know, and uh, it's, it's rough. And so you worry about is your voice and they want you to do eight shows a week it's like can we do six elaine stritch did five i know she was maybe 15 years older than me but uh <clears throat> i'm close <laughs> it's not easy you just worry you, about the boche will you go will yes. you come out wearing a white t-shirt and tights like a laser exactly. did you think that was genius to totally rip off yeah. judy garland did anyone understand that she was doing judy garland in a star is born Probably. I mean, I certainly did. I mean, I saw her one woman show. It was, it was, it was great. She, we did a couple of benefits together. She didn't like me. She was very nice to me. She was not nice. Um, when I met her as a fan, she was nice. But when I worked with her, she yeah. wasn't very nice. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. You can't love everybody. And, you know, just because someone is dead, I can't, you know, sanctify them. You know, oh, you're, I, I don't I do not do that. I tell the truth about what my experience was. Can't you say? I have to. Can't you say like a code word, like she was a tough lady or something? No. <laughs> I. It was like you know Debbie Reynolds used to say about Gene Kelly. She'd go, "He was a taskmaster." <laughs> the way she'd say, you know, that used to be like code for. I we think, didn't get along for tough. You know, like he was tough. Yeah, yeah I bet he was tough. But you know, he directed another movie that I love that everybody hates. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> oh yeah, hello Dolly. Yeah, we, he also did. Didn't uh, he do a guide to the married man, which is not, you know. Oh gosh, wow! That's one of my favorite I, bad I, movies. Robert Morris. I've never seen movies. Oh, you got I've seen every movie that Robert Morris. Like again, when I was you know talking to you, like who are people you're obsessed with? Again, oh, I not, love Robert Morris. Too. Like oh. I'm obsessed with Robert Morris. Obsessed. I was so happy. Uh, when he got on Mad Men. And that's how I feel about you. Like, I, I'm so happy when good things happen to people that you love. And I think that you have that fan support. I feel like I have it too, where people like, you know, sustain oh, yeah. you and keep you famous because they love you so they do. much. You know, they do. They keep, they keep you know, and, and I have people in the business that, are such champions sometimes and they always come and get me and go, come on, let's do this. And Alec Baldwin is one of them. I adore him. He's very good to me. And, um, and you know, it's, it's and Michael Patrick King and Joe Mantello and Mm -hmm. there are people. And, um, and you're always on the view too. I love when you come on the view. It's been a couple of years. It's been the last time I did it was election day. So Uh it's been that long. It's got the thing with that show is, you know, I did it for like, 19 years off and on um but a lot yeah and they used to have you know segments where i'd come out the night after the oscars and just i would rip apart yeah moments in the show and the emmys are my favorite were the daytime emmys because <laughs> no one knew anybody <laughs> just great um, and you could be really mean and um I, you know, I, I, they don't do segments like that. And I used to do musical segments and, and I co-host and, and now it's just completely political and that's the path they chose. And that's yeah. what it is now. So I don't, that's why I don't really do it anymore. But you know what? I had a great run with that too. And that, that did a lot for me. And when, when Bill Getty was there for all those years and Barbara, they were really great to me. They really, really were. And they were the big champions. They fought for me a lot and, they were great. And then when Bill Wolf took over, he, he was the only there for a year, but he was another one that had me on all the time, you know, and then, and then it ended, but things come to an end and that's okay. You just have to kind of move forward and keep going and do what you got to do. You, look, you know, it, it's like, I used, I don't know, I was going to say, I used to worry a lot and I, and I, I really, I'm like, well, it'll come when it comes. What am I going to do? I'm be out on the streets? No. I'll be fine. And my husband's got a big job now, which is awesome. Bring on the bacon, Jerry. He's um he's the artistic director of the Village Theater, which is outside of Seattle. And so he's back and forth a lot. Uh-huh. So first I wasn't happy about because I have separation anxiety, and so does he. But he is <laughs> this is a theater he's been directing off and on for twelve years, and he um he became the artistic director and he's uh, really 
loving it and having a great time. And but he was he's here a lot and he's there a lot. He's a Tony voter, so we, he comes home a lot. And we go see shows. I go there. It's a little rough to do this in your friggin' fifties, but <laughs> it's what life threw at me. And what am I gonna do? Throw the boy out? I don't think so. <laughs> so yeah, I've been together for twenty seven years, you know. So it's been a long time. That is on. That's quite a run. It's amazing. He's a great guy. He's a great, solid guy, and he's so smart. He wrote all the original music for Laugh War. He he wrote the Garland stuff and the Liza Minnelli thing, and put together the Jim Morrison medley. And yeah, he's written some great stuff on my new show. He wrote a great Bruce Springsteen parody that Ben Mankiewicz will love. Oh my god! And um, and he he wrote me a couple of other another uh, <laughs> another Minnelli tune that's hilarious, and um, yeah, so he so. He's pretty, he's, he's very much in my life. He was in the original once on this island on Broadway. He was in If Then with Adina Mazel. Last few years ago was the last Broadway show he did. He did the original Five Guys Named Mo. He's been in a lot of Broadway shows and off-Broadway shows. And he's a wonderful actor, gorgeous voice, and but he's, you know, always liked directing. So that's what he kind of is doing more now than anything. Mm-hmm. Even though people still ask him to perform and to be in workshops and stuff. Wow. But he's, um, he's a great guy. He's a good one. He's a good one. Yeah. But you'll never see a reality show between the two of us because he would <laughs> never do don't. it. You'd have Please to get Blair don't. Underwood to play him. No. And <laughs> I am not going to make my mentally ill family famous. That's the whole other reason. And then I, who the hell wants to do shit? I don't want to do that crap. No, thank you. Poison. Yeah. It's poison flowing through the airwaves. Yeah, That's I don't. That's what it is. Please. Yeah, I'm so glad. Just do do what you're doing. It's it's great. And, I'm doing uh, what I'm doing. It's Okay. And you're going to watch, uh, I'm going to get those books by Tony Curtis and watch Scrooged. It's the 30th anniversary of Scrooged tomorrow. Oh, wow. All right. I swear to God, you will be so impressed. It's really, you know, you look back on movies in the 90s that we thought weren't very good and you watch them and you're like, this movie is brilliant. You know, like any movie. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. And I love Carol. I I love Carol. I think she, I worked with her a lot in celebrity autobiography. So she's, which by the way, celebrity autobiography is doing three nights on Broadway. We just did the first one, November 26th. And then we're doing two more December 10th and December 17th. It's at the marquee theater. And it's, um, it's the next one is me and Rachel Dratch and, um, Alec Baldwin and Cicely Strong from Saturday Night Live. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it, it really works on the big stage, which is, Yes. Who who knew? No, those are those are fun uh, shows. Eugene Pack. That's how I met. That's how I met you in passing. In passing backstage, I remember they. uh, We had so much fun doing the uh, doing that show. We did. Maybe they'll have me back someday. Mario, anything else coming out that we can see you in that you want to talk about? What else? That's right now. um, um, What are you going to do after you hang up? Are you going to go eat or get a bite? Right now, I probably yeah, I probably will get something to eat in a little bit. Um, I might go out with a friend of mine, uh, uh, my friend David, my heterosexual friend David, who owns a fantastic (laughs) bar here called Bathtub Gin, and another one called the Eighteenth Room that has cocktails by Joseph Borowski, who's brilliant. Um, And so, and I bake banana bread for the coffee shop that is the storefront to Bathtub Gin Stone Street Coffee. I actually bake banana bread not all the time, but I bake it and. You know. Would you ever? And you really do I, make scones, don't you? We, I do. I make great scones. I make great southern biscuits. I I I, I can bake. I make the best sweet potato pie a white boy ever could make. Would ever. you? Would you ever be on uh, Celebrity Chopped, which is what I did? I did. I I did. It's you know, hard. I did. Really I have hard. done. It's fine. A couple it's, of the shows. It's good for charity. Yeah, I mean, I did. I didn't do Chop, but I did. I did. I think it was. Beat Bobby Flay. I did a few of those things, but you know what? They're long days. They are, and they long. don't pay. Enough, yeah. So I don't want to do. Them. You know, really, I'm gonna sit there for five hours while you cook. No, it's hard. It's really I have no hard. interest. And I don't want to do a cooking show. And you know, I don't want to. They offered me celebrity celebrity uh, Big Brother last year. I was like, no, and no. Bottom up, I was like, I am. You couldn't. I didn't even even engage in negotiation. I am not staying in a house yeah. for three weeks. With Amorosa. No. <laughs> well, it's Excellent not a house. It's a, stu- it's a studio anyway. It's not really a. But, 
Really? Do they lock you in a studio? Like the, the garage door comes down? Please, never, never. I, I would rather stick needles in my colon. <laughs> never. <laughs> so, so we've learned some things about Mario today. I know. <laughs> we've, we've learned about where the line is with you. Huh? Mario, are you Sicilian oh. or Italian? Well, that's why I don't I do say no to I, I mean, I'm offered the stuff that I don't want, and I yes. want the stuff that I can't get. So I just do what I what comes to me that I really want to do. I mean, I think um, it's really what, important what did you to ask? be choosy. I asked you if you were Italian or Sicilian. I think I am. Uh, my father was Sicilian, both. My father's Sicilian. Yeah. He was from Sciacca, Sicily, which is in the south coast. It's about 15 minutes west of Agrigento. And then my mother's family was from Avellino, which is outside of... Um, it's a mentally ill mountain town <laughs> just outside of Naples. Yes. They're all crazy there. I want to look that up. My, my, some of my people are from a, a mountain region also called Achatura. Is it north or south, middle, where? I don't know. It's on the mountain. I don't know. It's <laughs> in, the, in the instep of the boot, like something like yeah, that. Yeah, sure, Have you seen like, the Kelly you Ripa? Know obscure, I'm obs- you know you're obscure character from the 40s, but you don't know where the hell you're from! <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's called Basilagata or something. That's all I remember. Oh, yeah. Matera. Let's just say Bob. All right. Um, where, 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 yeah. What's the Italian name in the family, though? What's your? Is it your mother? Uh, yes, yeah, Scavetta is the name. Oh, Scavetta. Okay. Uh, there's a few. Scavetta, um, Labati is one of the Passy. How how old, how old is your mom? My mom, I can't tell her age, but she's okay. In, okay you're she's. She but she, she, I mean, she's still around because my mother died when I was. But she's still 21. around. Yes, yes, she's, she's she, still around, and she's so, so Italian. So she, everyone, like, I love that she's still around and she's still cooking and she's still saying, "Stop telling everybody we were oh, poor." She's she, she's so funny, <laughs> so Italian. And my grandmother was a whole another story. My grandmother lived with me because she used to fight with her sister all the time, and uh, and then you know because both their husbands were dead. She she pushed uh, me down and threw the keys at me. You know, like they tell it. You know how Italians tell a story. You're like, what's the story here? There is no. You never. You were like, wait a minute. She she and she pushed me and threw the keys down. And you and you never really go. But what happened before that? Um, <laughs> you never really. And because you're, you know, I also get this a lot from because. What was that movie with that actor that was blonde? That was, um, you know, he was funny and he was blonde. And he was in that movie. What are you talking about? You know that movie that had that other guy in it, the big guy that with the with the longer hair, brown hair. He had a lot of big, big eyebrows. I'm like, this is vague. You need to get to the point because I don't know what the frick you're talking about. I hope all of this is going to be in your show. All right. Um, so you can find Mario on Twitter at yes. M A C A T O N E. And his website is MarioCantone.com. And you can watch him have Twitter wars with Ben Mankiewicz. And Scaram- how's Scaramucci? How's Scaramucci doing? He follows both of us. He's, he's the I same. Know he does. I know he does. It's all an act, right? You know, everyone was like, acted like, you know, somebody died when he got fired because, you know, I'm so bad, so sorry. It's like, you kidding me? First of all, you know, I do a character that I've been doing for a long time. This, this, this tough Italian guy named, used to be named Angelo, um, that I talked to a woman in like the front row with her husband and I improvised with them. It's part of the new show. Um, so I've been doing the tough Italian thing forever, right. as you saw in Quiz Show. Yes. So, all of a sudden, Scaramucci comes along, and that's my association with that. It's like I was so happy it was over in two weeks because the last thing I wanted was to go on stage and have people yelling out, do Scaramucci. You know, luckily, two weeks, it's over. People forget like that, which is good. So, and so when I do that character now, they won't go, oh, Scar-, you know, they won't say, oh, it's Scaramucci. It's not. So I'm really happy it ended quickly. Yes. I really did. Yes. Uh, you know. And you I'm, know, my career does not depend on Scaramucci. It certainly gave it a lovely, you know, burst of exposure again. But uh, at the same time, yeah, people don't know. People are like, oh, well, uh, you should be doing that on Saturday Night Live. I'm never going to do that on Saturday Night Live. I'm, I'm not part of that clique. I'm not part of that world. I, it's never going to happen. And no one tells Lauren Michaels who to cast, no matter how strong the Twitter wave is with it or yeah. how viral it is. And... Uh, um, so when Anthony Tamanik asked me to do it on the president show, I was like, yeah, for sure. And his mother, 
Anthony's mother, who plays Trump, his mother was my dance teacher, and she choreographed West Side Story at Emerson College. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> Her first cousin, Anthony Russo, was killed with my cousin, Tommy Saracola, on River Beach Parkway in 1979. And Anthony had nothing to do with it. He was an innocent bystander. He was just there, and that's why they killed him. But, yeah, how about that? Oh, my God. God, I know the, the Italians who can't. Uh, yeah, you people scare me. I know. It's well, all going to be. My father was owned a restaurant and he was a bookie. He was not a, you know, hit man or anything crazy like that. He was just, you know, he was a bookie, you know, which is, and he was like a, you know, kind of a second tier bookie. <laughs> okay, now you really, you, know, like, you really said, now you sound like my relatives. They go, we was a low level. He had nothing. He just, he was, he he was just, a runner. He just drove a the truck. He just drove the you truck. That's all my family. Now you're selling like my family. He wasn't you in that. He Did was low level. <laughs> like he went to prison. It wasn't his fault. He, he just happened to be innocent. there. He truck bets. Big deal. He didn't kill. He didn't hurt anybody. My grandmother. They were nice. They gave us a quarter to go to the movies. They were nice. Oh my god. He didn't do anything wrong. No, no. one got hurt. Mario. All right. All right. Uh, we've taken you, enough time. Mario. Uh, friends, just you. want to remind oh you, God. you can buy Ileana's book, I Blame Dennis Hopper, out yes. in paperback and on Amazon. It's a great read. You should buy it. Also, like okay. our page on Facebook and our website is ilianaspodcast.com. Yes. And as I always say, everyone's life is a movie uh, with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Today was really a movie because I adore you. And thank you so much for for doing thank this. So much. Continued success uh, to you, my friend. Thank- Come to New York. Let me know here, will you? I will. Thank God that you are around, and uh, the ability to make people laugh is a true, true gift in this day and age. And uh, to tap into family humor, I really think is it, it, my highest respects to you because that's the best. That's what everybody can relate, no matter who you are, or what your political background. Everybody can relate to family humor. I really think it's the best. So. God bless you. And have a great day. Thank you, Mario. Bye, honey. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Navarro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.